0: hey guys and welcome back to another exciting episode of catch-ups in my kitchen the podcast about all things food and who doesn't love food right i'm georgia host of the podcast and this week we are joined by the amazing olivia kirkby God, I love this episode so much. Olivia is such a warm, bubbly, and positive person, and you can really feel her personality through this episode. So, Olivia has been brought up in a diet culture. Growing up, dieting was a huge part of her life, to the extent where it completely consumed her and she had a terrible eating disorder, where numbers and counting calories became her demon. Olivia really opens up about the details of her eating disorder, the relationship with her mom, the recovery, and then the pivot into the body positivity and where she is today. She creates content spreading positivity through feeling comfortable in her own skin. Honestly, everyone needs an Olivia in their life. And what she shared today was truly inspirational. And I'm so pleased I was able to share Olivia's story with you guys. And I really hope you enjoyed the episode and that it helps someone in some way, shape, or form. Before we start this episode, I also wanted to highlight that there are some triggers throughout the episode. So for anyone struggling, I just wanted you to be made aware that there will be some triggers throughout this conversation. <laughs> Olivia, I'm so excited to have you here today. Firstly, welcome to my kitchen. (laughs) Thank you. And how are you? I'm
1: good. had a long Uber drive here, listening to people crying on the radio, but other than that, I'm happy now. That's a bit sad.
0: It was very intense and I didn't want my headphones in. No, I think we're going to brighten the mood up with this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. So to start off with, do you mind giving us a quick intro? Mm -hmm. Who you are, what
1: you do. I'm Olivia Kirkby and I make body positive content. Um, It wasn't like... I never went into it deciding to be a content creator. I started posting online because I wanted to free myself. As cringy as that sounds, I just felt like I was hiding who I was and that my body or whatever would shock people, which is so not true. That's my own internal thoughts. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put it on the line, and then it's there for everyone to see. It's not going to be a shock. I don't have to be anxious about it.
0: And then it sort of just sort of took off one day, and I was like, okay, this is fun. I love this so much. I'm so excited to like talk about all this in more detail. I think if you're trying to become Mm -hmm. a content creator I I don't think it would work as well because it's not as organic whereas yours was just like pure passion pure wanting to solve a problem and help people and make them feel better that's something
1: that's amazing that's come of it because to begin with it was like a very selfish thing just for myself Mm. I thought maybe a hundred people will see it like I didn't really think it was just more like to get over my own Sports, yeah. definitely
0: definitely so. so a tradition on the podcast is we always start with a quick fire round about okay. all things food oh, oh i love food so okay I'm so let's go sweet or savory oh sweet sweet 100 juicy burger or overloaded salad do you know what because i can't eat I, i'm
1: actually pescatarian so maybe a really yummy overloaded salad yeah oh. i would be an overloaded salad yeah. crisps or popcorn oh crisps 100 crisps
0: ice cream or sorbet
1: oh Ice cream, I don't like sorbet. I'm not a sorbet gal. Cook in or eat
0: out? Eat out? Because I'm lazy. Yeah. (laughs) Favourite delivery?
1: Oh, actually, I do have a favourite delivery. It's called Mediterraneo, and it's like Italian food, and it's so good. Recommend. Love that. Mm. I haven't
0: heard of that one before. I love a recommendation on here. Okay, that's great. Right, I want to go and start with your upbringing and your relationship with food growing up. Interesting. So let's go all the way back. When you were growing up, Mm -hmm. what kind of food were you... Kind of eating. Well, we were an ingredients household. You know those households
1: where they don't have like the snacks. You just got all those ingredients. Right. And my household, <laughs> sorry parents, very very diet culture obsessed. I grew up around diet culture. I also grew up around eating disorders have passed down through the women in my family. Uh, my mum has never been diagnosed. i have had a huge issue, but she would always encourage us to eat less, to not eat. She would make remarks about not eating this, not eating that, or. King at the table that was very occasionally when we were younger but i was very always aware about food like i can find scrapbooks i made when i was younger and i'm talking about why am i not skinny yet and i'm writing it in a jokey way but it was very much the forefront of my mind and as i got older i remember i was 11 i was like this is the last summer i don't have to diet for the rest of my life i don't know why i thought that but it was yeah. so ingrained in me um and yeah just restricting and skinny was always encouraged um no, but I no, they weren't trying to harm me or anything like that. That's just their own opinions. That's, know?
0: yeah, amazing. I'm so happy I asked this question because I really? do believe that yeah. your relationship with food growing up or the environment mm. around food growing up has a massive impact on your relationship with it growing, like when you're older. Yeah, agree. So would, has your mum always kind of been on-off, on-off diets? She's just been very, um, now this is
1: not, I don't know the way to say it, she's very good, Bunny mm. quotes, at just maintaining, always slightly restricting her food, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you know, she might disagree with that, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And always hyper focus on her own body, because unfortunately, she's just a victim of diet
0: culture herself. Yeah. So. 100%. Okay, yeah. amazing. So, then, when was the pivotal moment for you, when you were like, okay, I actually think I've got an eating disorder now?
1: Oh, God, Okay well i didn't want help to begin with i was taken by my mum to a place i thought i was just going for some therapy and then i was in this waiting room and i just burst into tears because i sort of realized oh my god they're taking me in for treatment So I never wanted help. I never realized how bad it was until I started getting better. And then I was able to look back and be like, oh, girl, was not okay."
0: Wow. Amazing. Because it's very
1: much a mental illness. Like, it just takes over. It's so scary.
0: Definitely. So could you share a bit more about what your eating disorder looked like? Because I feel like everyone's is very different. It's very personal. 100%.
1: I, and also, I don't. I haven't really spoken about it in depth anywhere because I feel like, oh, it's like TikTok. I normally make short videos, you know. But to begin with, I struggled with restriction like everyone else, and then I struggled with, a, of God, I, I never actually speak about this side of it for some reason. So it feels like weird saying it aloud. But it, I, it was like bulimia, but I couldn't properly make myself sick. But I found other ways to do it. Does that make Fine. sense? Yeah. And I don't want to say it just because I don't want to give any viewers any ideas. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. So, but there was a big switch. And that one didn't uh, impede, I don't even know if that's the right word, my life so much. I was still able to go out and see friends. But inside, I was very miserable and really struggling. It wasn't until I got ill. I got really ill. I went on, like, I went to Zante on, like, a leavers trip, even though I was not leaving my school. Um, And I got really ill. And I had really bad stomach issues. And then from there, all of a sudden, I started restricting so heavily. I don't know what switched in my mind. But before that, I also had a a calorie counting app, which for me was my biggest downfall. It was actually another influencer online who was giving advice. this is why I feel strongly about influencers sometimes giving diet advice because I'm like you have no idea how this can affect someone because different triggers are different for everybody like someone can be doing the same thing and never develop an eating disorder and someone else can and they can end up you know in the hospital and this certain influencer said she healed her relationship with food by downloading my fitness bell don't do it don't and do it. oh my god it, that was just awful i became so obsessed with numbers i've never met someone in person who has had the same struggles as me because um, everyone's just so different right i haven't mm. struggled in other ways that other people have but for me i was so obsessed with numbers to the point where when i took a pill of Nurofen, nir- i would count that wow the 0.5 um, I became so OCD over numbers I mean I had always loved maths but this was, <laughs> this this was, was a bit different next level. Yeah. and numbers became a huge thing um, and it didn't matter if I wasn't doing it correctly it's just I had to count every single thing and that's when I sort of developed anorexia and I started not be I was just restricting so much and I found it really hard to overcome that by myself and I ended up going to treatment and that's
0: what helped me okay yeah. amazing and what did restriction look like to you? Because some, you know, restrictions oh. so varied. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know people who... That's true. It's just carb as a no. Ah, uh, okay. Or, you know, what did yes. restriction look like okay, you? Okay, for me,
1: it was to do with the numbers. Uh, and I became a bit... I had these weird things about textures. So this is so weird. But I really liked um, things with soups and bits in because I became... Um, a thing with textures, I, I don't remember the name mm. of it, but it's like baked beans really weird. But when I couldn't eat anything one day, I remember just having a bit of baked beans. I actually never liked baked beans before this. I don't know if I like baked beans. Wild. Because I was so afraid of being full, but I was so afraid of being hunk- too hungry um and it sort of gave me this satisfying feeling if i was having something soupy with bits in i don't know why and i like to separate all my foods. so i ate mainly vegetables and i didn't have oh yeah obviously i forgot about this but i think a lot of people with restriction have a problem with fats fats are so important we love fats in our diets but like olive oil terrified deathly terrified um, So, yeah, like, fats was a big problem. So I just like to have lots of volume, so basically just, like, loads of vegetables and things with, like, low calories because Mm, I was obsessed with the numbers. The
0: numbers was your your biggest demon. So what was your, like, relationships like at this point with your friends and your family? Well, I became a recluse. So I... I didn't message any
1: of my friends. Most people didn't know. People probably just thought I was really rude. Actually, there were some people who were really offended because I never messaged them. I was like, ah, so sorry. <laughs> um, just can't. Yeah, but... Um, and do you know what? During this period, for some reason... So my mum and I, my whole life, have really struggled with our relationship, like heavily so. I don't speak about it out of respect because my whole family, that's a big no-no. You don't talk about it on the, online. and it would be a disaster. But, you know, it's a podcast. I'll yeah, say it anyway. It's okay. So I really struggled with my relationship with my mum. But during this period of time um she was actually helpful for me even though at the same time she was also my biggest trigger because in my mind and in my opinion still she started copying a few things i was doing in my eating disorder which she will still say that no i was not you're paranoid
0: but you know i spoke about it with my doctors and they were like yes she is (laughs) wow so i found that hard yeah that's hard because then you know it's wrong but your mum's doing it and she's your mum. she's And she was the only one to an extent. She's your, you know, and you're like, okay, well, if she's doing it, then I can keep going. She was the only
1: one I ever compared myself to. Like, I can be around someone who's not eating, and that won't trigger me. It would just be my mum. Not anymore, because I realised I don't want to be like her. But, um, like, yeah, I would very much see how my
0: mum was eating and want to eat less than her. But that's also in your house. Like, people might compare themselves to people online, but they're not living with them. So you've got that every meal time. Yeah, it was tough. Which is tough.
1: But at the same time, she was very helpful. Like, she was, like, when there were days where, there was only a few days, but I would not talk I would refuse to speak and I would hide under my duvet and I would refuse to come downstairs I would refuse to go to college I would refuse to eat uh, I don't even think I would have water I wanted to stay under my duvet and my mum would lie with me there was a few times just trying like to make me talk and I just I wouldn't even reply and I wouldn't want to have my face see any light I didn't want to open my eyes I just Why? Wanted to, I, I don't really know I, it, I, I don't really know like it was just I think maybe one day I was like, I can't bring myself to eat, or I was just so miserable inside. Mm. And honestly, like, wow, that was a dark, that was hundred percent darkest time of my life. My God, thinking about it. But that's so the opposite of me now. Like, Mm. I would never do anything like that in a million years. But I just wouldn't speak. I would not want to even lift my head up. I didn't
0: want light coming in my eyeballs. Amazing, and it's probably just kind of. You know, the lack of food has such an effect. hundred percent. It was probably just like yes. no energy, yes. no fire, no mm. passion. Oh, hundred percent. No you, life. You literally. lose
1: yourself. I lost myself. I had no life. I was a recluse. No personality. You lose yourself for a very long time. And that is purely because
0: of restriction. Like your brain shrinks. Mm oh you know? gosh. So then you got taken to a clinic mm-hmm. or you got taken to have help. Yeah, clinic. And how was that? How was getting better? How was it wow. acknowledging the issue? It was like for
1: me, like for me, they will always be a huge part of my story. They have one hundred percent changed my life. As cringy as that sounds, but to them, like I am always going to be just another patient. And I think of that as the most amazing way. Like they've just changed everything for me. And when I went into treatment at first, I was like, oh hell no. (laughs) Um, But somewhere along the lines, I was like, oh I need help. I need help. And it was the dietitians who I was the most afraid of, but who I completely fell in love with. And they were the ones who really changed everything for me because they taught me about food and my relationship with food and what's quote unquote normal and not normal and social aspects of food and I never knew any of this growing up I didn't know how to make a normal meal for myself I was like is that too much is that too little I had no idea because I had no experience of it growing up I had Mm. no basis to go off
0: were you in denial at first 100% and were you very like pushing against it to start yes
1: begin with, I was. I think at one point as well, I, I got so furious, I just walked around the park for the whole day, and my mom was like, I'm going to call the police, you, you need to come home. And I just was not doing any calls. Like, mm. I was very unhappy at first. Okay, so it did take it did take time. So how did you then change? It was, honestly, once I started seeing the dietitian that helped a lot. But there was one day for me, which, like, I hate this story, because I'm like, oh my God. But then when I realised I really have a problem, was when I had no energy, and I was walking back from college. So my parents would drive me to college, and it was like a 20-minute walk back. Um, so I'd walk back, and I had no energy, like none, and nothing could keep me going, walking, apart from, in my mind, I had to say, I feel gross saying this, because like, I, in my mind, I even didn't care about it, but I did, it was the only thing that could make me walk still, was calories, 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 which is just so insane, it's so insane to think about.
0: But you know, the insane part as well, is that you're not the only one. Yeah, I know. And that's insane as well. I know, I forget that sometimes, I'm like, wow. So, you had a massive, pivotal switch Mm -hmm. and you then decided to post Mm -hmm. yourself and body positivity and your journey online yes so when was the moment when you were like i'm gonna post myself online i'm gonna be vulnerable and expose myself online when was that moment it was in recovery when i thought i was fully better but
1: but i wasn't but like in my mind i was doing the best i'd ever done my whole life with food really and i remember so clearly so i sat my parents down in my room i can remember when my dad was sitting he was sitting on the floor and i was sitting in my bed and i was like guys I want to put my roles on the internet. Is that okay? And they were like, um, okay.
0: Uh. <laughs> so it you know, was a massive deal for you, but they
1: would, did they not really understand it at the start? No, they, they didn't really pay attention to it at the first because it wasn't a big deal. It was, I think they were more confused. And they were like, of course you can do that. But they I don't think they understood me, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but for me, the reason I wanted to is I'd realised my whole life I was such a people pleaser. And I was so afraid of what people would think. And I the big switch was... It's not about if they like me. I was so afraid. Do people like me? Do they like me? Am I meeting their expectations? It was like, do I like them? All these people I was trying to appease to, I was like, do I actually like them? And I was like, half of them. No offence. They're perfectly lovely. But I did not care about them nearly as much as I cared about their opinion about me. You know? Yeah, 100%. So.
0: And how old were you when you decided to post online? I think I was...
1: 18. Okay. Or maybe I just turned 19. I can't remember now. So No, how, just turned 19.
0: So how old were you when you had your eating disorders? And at your at your lowest point with your eating disorder? How old were you then? 18. Fine. Okay, yeah. amazing. So and your social media presence before you started posting, mm. as you mentioned, your roles, which is crazy, <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, what was your social media presence like then? I actually didn't really post. I didn't like
1: uh I, I never posted on Instagram. My friend made my Instagram and I had one picture up. Um, and she made it like a year before for me. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like posting on social media because I knew if I posted online, I wanted to, wanted to look a certain way. And then I, in the back of my mind, I was afraid, like, they'll see me in real life and
0: realise I don't look like that.
1: And also I hate to take pictures. So I don't have pictures of me for years of my life
0: yeah okay amazing and what was that first picture that you posted
1: oh god oh the, the first picture wasn't a body positive thing or anything
0: okay fine it was
1: just a bikini picture of course yeah that my friend took of me when i was really struggling with food i actually think it's still up because it's not you can't really see my body in it so much it's like a big shadow
0: okay fine so, fine yeah and then when was the first kind of body positivity picture that you posted you know
1: instagram i was late to posting body positivity i was still very nervous because my friends and people who are on there who followed me which I was very scared about so it took a while and I think the first body positive thing I did was maybe reposting a reel on, on there fine or it was maybe some sort of picture like a bikini picture fine
0: mm, okay and so was you, were you mostly on tiktok yes tiktok was like
1: a safe place because I knew like yeah. my friends weren't following me there like I do know?
0: think tiktok is a safe place yes because I know that I've posted more videos on tiktok than I do on instagram because mm. I think Instagram originally was very aesthetic based, yes, and you could go on people's profiles and scroll and look at the bigger picture. Oh, yeah. Whereas TikTok is very much like you don't really scroll through their profiles; yeah. it's very much like you see bits yeah. and bobs and you keep moving. So yeah. it's not. It is a safe space, mm. so I I do completely get that. And do you think your eating disorder will ever leave? Do you think it's gone, and do you think it's, will it will ever go? So I say um,
1: I like to say like, oh, I've like recovered now. But the thing is. It's, at the back like i also say that you never recover it's on the same thing so i'm living my life and i'm able to manage my triggers and everything like that but the reason it never goes it's like i can never start a diet again and some people be like wow it my analogy is um so an alcoholic they haven't drunk for i don't even know if that's the right tense uh for like 10 years mm. they're still an alcoholic because if they pick up a glass again they're going to relapse so that's like me if i picked up a diet again i would relapse and occasionally I will get intrusive thoughts that I don't agree with. But these intrusive thoughts can be super weird and super strong. And they could be triggered by something that I didn't think was triggering. But it can be. And it's like always staying on top of it, you know? Mm, so Definitely.
0: What would trigger you now?
1: If I was at a meal with people at, and calories was heavily discussed. And maybe people were like, oh, I'm not going to have that. I'm going to have something else then. Or something like this. But then not really, like, some days I'll be fine. And the thing is, I don't mind being exposed to these triggers because yeah. I like people to, to feel comfortable around me and to talk about everything and anything. Yeah. And it's good. I think it makes me stronger because it's like, okay, it can be interesting. I, I, like, it was a while ago. I had a meeting with a brand, actually. This was, like, maybe longer than a year ago and there were calories on the menu and calories were so heavily discussed and then people were talking about choosing something else and all this and they heavily were talking into calories and I was like sitting there like do you know what my page is about do you know oh my god. but but it's fine like I can deal with that like I actually like if I ever go for lunch with my managers or whatever I love talking about food and like toxic relationships food like I'm very passionate about it so I always talk about it but this one was just different because I didn't want to be annoying and no one was talking about it in like a a way of oh diet culture's bad it was like
0: a good thing
1: like yeah. the calories on the menu then let's
0: eat less. let's choose the item with the less amount of calories yes.
1: and I have no judgment for them because it's your food your body your choice yes. and I have no judgment because I've got loads of friends who do different things and that's okay but then I realised that night I had this huge um, intrusive thought to check my time or start timing myself because I used to time how long it would take me to eat oh wow because you wanted to eat quicker or slower slower so yes. I used to spend hours eating because I used to make one meal last fat like a whole hour wow. and I was having
0: this huge <laughs> intrusive thought to do that and I was like oh my god <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I do think the calories on the menu are terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Like I remember I've got a story. I remember Mm. my mum and I went for breakfast and we've been to this place twice and we had this porridge and it was like a tahini, black sesame, heavenly porridge. Sounds good. My mum loved it so much and she doesn't live in London. So she she came back up and she was like, let's go back to the cafe and get the porridge. Uh. I was like, Yep. So we went and then the calories were on the menu. My mum was like oh my God, there are 790 calories okay. in this porridge, which actually is quite a lot of calories for yeah, a porridge. Yeah. But it was a very indulgent porridge. Yeah. And I thought, oh wow, actually that is quite a lot. Mm. And we both looked at each other and we were like, well we're going to have it anyway because we've come here for this. Yeah, that's So true. obviously we're going to have it. Yeah. But I remember thinking, that's completely ruined it and we haven't been back since. Yeah. Because like, you're. I think my mum thought, well, it's, Porridge, Like, yeah. it, what a waste of yeah, all of that. That's but true. it's irrelevant, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I just think we would never have thought that if we didn't see the number. And I think it's... So,
1: like, I, I'm good on with calories on menus. I just couldn't completely ignore it. Unless, obviously, maybe I saw something which was super extreme. I'd be like, oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that in my opinion, during the day, so your body will naturally realise, oh, maybe you've had lots of tahini and like healthy fats and your body will just crave something else for the rest of the day or you'll be so full you'll have a smaller lunch. Your body is very good at regulating itself Mm. um, and trying to think that we're clever than our own bodies. Like, our bodies tell us when to pee and when to poo. Yeah. But
0: like, they do and like you've got to listen to all of these cues and it's so easy to ignore them and listen to other things but your body, you're so right. Like, Mm -hmm. it tells you what it's what it needs especially as a woman you have certain cravings or hormones and everything tell you different things and it's so important to listen to all of that yeah
1: so that's why i'm like i don't mind so much calories being on the menu i think what they should do is they should put maybe the quantities of fat protein and carbs in it maybe but then i think like i don't know then people have the knowledge of what's in that food but then also that will encourage people with sort of eating like who want to avoid carbs or something they're like oh god no
0: it's yeah where do you start where do you stop i guess but it is definitely very triggering to a lot of people oh yeah
1: 100 100 i've got friends who can't read many so i'll just read it to them
0: (laughs) yeah and that's so sad it shouldn't be Mm. like that yeah i agree i now want to touch on some words that you use on your social media which i love to explain your body so you use words like comfy soft and cuddly yeah so let's talk about this because i've never heard of anyone describe their body with these words so Why do you use these words? I use these
1: words because it reframes like, oh God, where do I even start? Oh gosh. Well, first of all, uh, I think growing up it was really villainised to, at least for me, to have any squish on you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've realised that I actually really like having the squish. First of all, it was big bums that came into fashion, right? So why are we allowed to have a squishy bum and then not a squishy belly? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, when you're cuddling, cuddling someone, and you're holding their boob, you're holding their tummy, it feels the same. I mean maybe I'm just weird but like I don't mind if my whole body feels like a boob like think how cuddly that is like one big boob <laughs> nice. yeah no it is you're right and when I was reading it I was like wow these words are lovely but I hadn't really thought of it like in I this way also it was when I started going out I don't think my boyfriend knows this so when I started going out with my boyfriend when I was at university because I still gained weight at university he loves cuddles <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind me saying that and I realized my god I am so cuddly and he would say I'm so cuddly and I was like yeah that's true I am and I realized my gosh my tummy's so soft and like when I'm sad I tell my friends put your hands on my tummy it just makes me feel better I don't know why it makes me feel appreciated like I'm so soft and cuddly you know Mm,
0: definitely definitely (laughs) I love that and you also have like your little formula oh yeah which I love can you share a bit about that
1: oh yeah cute little formula (laughs) so I I think I stopped it at one point because I got hate comments so when I started saying it, it was cute little belly. And it just made me feel so much better. Like, cute little belly. Like, how cute does that sound? Instead of being like, oh, my big belly and all these rolls. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't have to be little to call it a cute little belly. It just makes it sound adorable. Like, you call a baby elephant a cute little elephant. Yeah. It's not, it's not small. It's not little. But it's just adorable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then I realized my goal. If I do that with any of my insecurities, it makes me feel better. 100%. Like, cute little belly. Like, if whatever you're insecure about, just put cute little, I don't know, you're insecure about your, your bump in your nose. Cute little bump. Yeah, You know, cute little arms, like anything. It just makes it sound adorable. Because also, it's like on a
0: baby, a baby is like quite chubby, but still so cute and low. do you know what I A hundred percent. I love that. Mm-hmm. So when you were gaining weight mm-hmm. and recovering, mm-hmm. how was that process for you?
1: To begin with, it was difficult. And I think that would be for anyone gaining weight. It, it, it is difficult. You're saying your body change. For me, I dealt with it by, with my help I was getting at the clinic. But also I started doing like... I looked at renaissance paintings of women I also decided okay I'm gonna put on a pair of underwear and I'm gonna pose in the mirror like a renaissance woman it's cringe as that sounds but it made me feel better like I I tried to embrace um the softness of my new body and the femininity that it made me feel not that my body was unfeminine before obviously not like my body before was more like um praised by society do you know what I mean so by no means is being skinny unfeminine do you know what I mean like I always get afraid of saying that but by looking at renaissance paintings I thought oh wow they're beautiful and they're really feminine and soft and I was like oh
0: I don't mind looking like that yeah you know? I completely get you so. and it's actually led me on nicely to another topic about confidence mm. so I feel like you, online mm-hmm. you are uber confident and happy yes. in your skin mm-hmm. but confidence is like an outfit it speaks 100%. a thousand words oh yeah. so it's like you feel and you look amazing because you feel ah, confident thank you well I don't always feel confident that's the thing so
1: of course, I have times I'm insecure. I'm telling my friends, oh, my God, it's just okay. But I think that with people who are most insecure about their belly, I'm quite secure about that usually. Mm. So I put, put it online. But
0: my biggest
1: insecurities, I talk about less, so people wouldn't know as much, you know? Okay, amazing,
0: yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. But do you, would you say that you are happy in your skin now?
1: I am the happiest I've ever been, and I am happier than I ever thought was ever possible. I don't walk every day on the beach going, oh, my God, I am so hot. I'm so sexy, um, but I'm at a point in my life which I never thought was possible, and never thought I would be. So for me, this is amazing, you know, and I'm so grateful. Um, but I could always be more confident. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like everyone can yeah. be more confident. Like there's still things I sometimes insecure about, like my cellular. I'm like, oh lord above. But then other days I can walk on the beach I'm like, oh, quite
0: good, you know? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think, I think if you kind of go somewhere and you're like kind of hiding yourself yeah. and like. Trying to hold and tie different parts, mm-hmm. people will look at you and think, Wait oh, long. she's not feeling great. Comfortable. She's not comfortable. And they're going to
1: notice something sure they're insecure about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas mm-hmm. if you walk into a, I don't know you're on a beach, p- you put your bikini on and you stroll over, yeah. people are like, wow, she looks great. And that's because confidence. Confidence. Yeah. And I just I'm think so. that's a huge thing. like whether you're feeling good or not having that air of confidence is like putting on a mask
1: that's true and also like if you look happy in yourself it looks like you've got no problem with what you look like so why would anyone else should have a problem with what you look like
0: exactly exactly and like people only care for about two seconds
1: yeah and also people only notice their insecurities on you so for me i'll notice my insecurities on other people and other Mm. people will notice their insecurities on me
0: i was like well i never noticed that and they'll be like well i never noticed this oh wow (laughs) interesting okay yeah really interesting Hey guys, a quick note from me. I have released an ebook, which is called Simply Delicious. It is a recipe book with 30 delicious and nutritious recipes, all plant-based and utterly delicious. You can download the ebook on Amazon or from the link in the show notes. If you want to add some new plant-based recipes into your repertoire, then check this out. I know I am biased, but they really are super tasty. So social media. Mm -hmm. Did it, do you ever find it triggering or do you think social media, yeah, can be a triggering Oh,
1: case? 100%. I mean, it can be truly awful. Um, I don't know if I find, like, if I find things triggering, I'll press, like, it, like not interested so I don't get it more often. Mm. But 100% like, because it's very good, the algorithms on social media where if you're pressing on these images, it's going to show you them more. So let's say you're looking at this amazing, beautiful woman who's, like, on the cover of a magazine. If you're looking at that because you know it's normal like oh my god they look amazing you're going to be shown more of that yeah. so it's like being aware of that and notice the diversity that you that you want to see and you have to press and you have to choose what you want to see and that will tailor what you see yeah. but i realize most people don't do that because like people always have this thing they don't want to let themselves go so they want to keep feeling this pressure on themselves mm, so no,
0: true i guess it's like a magazine like mm. you wouldn't pick up a certain magazine if you didn't want to read it but like true on social media you get fed all these different things so you don't really decide you just absorb it all that's true so that's quite interesting and what about society and like Mm. trends and stuff on social media do you feel like there are lots of different body trends oh
1: 100% and now we're seeing and it's like oh gosh no I feel like and I think most people say this is that you know um, having a really flat stomach is sort of coming back into fashion a bit which I hate to even say because I don't want to bring any attention to that um and obviously that makes me worried for people because not everyone can have a flat stomach. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. It's a it's a quite a small percentage of people just naturally have a flat stomach. It's
0: genetics. Yeah, to start really, with. Really,
1: hundred percent. It's like some people have like naturally really thick long hair, and other people have like thinner shorter hair. It's just it's genetics. You know. How you build. What you eat isn't going to change that so much. You know.
0: Hundred mm, percent. I think it's really, it is really damaging. And like mm-hmm. you suddenly think, oh, I don't have that flat stomach, so I now need to yeah. do things to get that. And it's like also how do you know that she has a flat stomach all the time
1: yeah exactly that's the thing because when i used to love low rise jeans when i was younger because i obviously was restricting all the time but when i was younger i think i just would have been a smaller like size yeah um and like when you wear low rise jeans at least for me this isn't for everyone so i can't speak for me back then i would think oh i don't want to be too bloated today because i'm wearing low rise jeans
0: yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. and then trolling mm. so you're i mean if anyone hasn't checked out Olivia's Instagram or TikTok, so. do it. It's so <laughs> positive. And I know that's your oh, aim, you. but it's so, like, colourful, vibrant, confident. Like oh, I it, don't mean to do that. That kind of thing just comes. It's, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank but you. But as with anything, you get the haters. Mm-hmm. So, yes, how's
1: that experience been? Do you know what? I'm actually very good with the haters. But recently, since I've been doing the last few months, sometimes I'll get comments and I'm like, do you know what, that really... King bodies, yeah, you know, um, but like if I get comments about like my body or what I look like, usually that it's like a water off a duck's back because mm-hmm. I don't really care. Like maybe you're gonna be like, my God, she's so big-headed. I'm really not. But the way I think of it is, okay, would that person come up to me and say that in person? No. If they saw me all dolled up on a night out, they'd be very nice to me. Yeah. And I think they anyone would be very nice to anyone on a night out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the nights I have. Um, so, I don't really care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I want to reply something really nasty and
0: I'm like, don't. Do I it. know. <laughs> it's so easy. Thing is, I think we're in a really weird world where screens protect us from saying things in person uh-huh. so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I make a real conscious effort if mm. I have something to say to someone mm. and I could easily mm. text it to them. Yeah. I'm like, no, I know I'm seeing them. I just need to grow a pair, sit uh, down, and have the conversation. A confrontation. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like. Half the people who may say negative things wouldn't tell you to your face. Oh, they never would. Never, because, never. but the screen provides you with that bubble and you're like, 100%. Oh, I can just say it. Yeah. And it's like, well, would you say it in person? No. And like, trying to say something in person, you, it's, it's really hard. Yeah, that's true. And it's, I mean, it's quite a fun challenge to be like, okay, can I, I always think to myself, could yeah. I say that in person? Yeah. No. So oh, I never think of it. it that way I love that like I, yeah I've got a friend and she's really really amazing at just mm. like saying if she's got a problem she'll just say it to you that's she'll me guess. I sort of think I do that yeah and I make a real conscious effort being like I could message this person this like they, they've said something and like yeah. I could easily reply and, but I'm going to wait I'm going yeah. to my moment and see, I'm going to say I'm it I'm
1: the opposite I hate texting I don't
0: like I'd rather mm. have a conversation in person like texting gives me anxiety usually yeah 100% so. no I yeah I do I do agree so yeah so social media I think ultimately you're probably changing so many girls lives that's so I, see in my mind I can't process that like mm. I really just can't I know but it's honestly your pa- pages like yours are so rare now to have yeah, also true. to have someone to tell you what well, they've been through the dark yeah. time they've been through all of it yeah. and now they've got to this and yeah. now I'm embracing my whole body that's true and also it's not like you're in clothes and you're like oh I'm unconfident mm-hmm. I've got my like you know my gym leggings on like, <laughs> oh I'm half naked <laughs> yeah you're like this is me in the real light mm-hmm. and I think that's amazing but if there was anything that you could mm-hmm. change on social media mm-hmm. if you could alter something mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: Oh my god, probably so much.
0: Um, god, where would I
1: even start? Uh, actually, that is such a big question. I actually don't even know how to answer that one because it'd be to remove triggers, but like from people. But how do you even do that? Or oh, the messaging? I I don't think ro- the robots, but like the algorithm could um, ban these sort of videos. But it's the ones where they're so toxic and clearly going to be very harmful.
0: Mm. But like you cannot you cannot um, contain them. No, they it's just impossible, to change. Change. Yeah, it is impossible to change. Yeah, it's impossible to change. I've always thought what I eat in a day is quite a toxic trend that's yeah. gone around. But I do think there's a lot of benefit to some of the videos that yes. come out. They're amazing when people show, you know, I'm a nutritionist, and this is what I oh, eat. Oh, I love in a that! Day. I love. I also, it like great. dietitians? I love. Dietitians. Yeah, I think it's really, really good. But sometimes mm. it's like what that person ate is great for that person and not hundred percent.
1: But you know what? I actually started by doing what I eat in a days. Really. Dun,
0: dun, dun. But is that your recovery?
1: Yes. Because I was seeing that the reason I did that was because I was seeing so many toxic what I eat in the days. It was really frustrating me right. because at this point I had so much knowledge about food and I was having a meal plan by dieticians. You know what I mean? Like, and I was at a point in my life like if I do my what I eat in today now, I don't really like doing them anymore because every day is so unbelievably different. Mm. But this is when I didn't have much flexibility um, and I was I was hundred percent eating enough. I knew that um, and. I was just eating very much enough because I was in recovery, and I was everything was very balanced, mm. and I had the fun foods, I had you know the um, whole foods in there, and everything was balanced. So I feel very comfortable with those what I eat in the days more yes. than I would do now because now it's like every day is so different. Definitely, know? and
0: also I guess it made you accountable for. To eat the right things, yeah. You were posting it, and also you were learning so much, and so you were sharing what you were learning. But people, they people really really like those ones, and I think people like them more than if I made them now because before
1: it was I don't think people normally see like a whole plate of food with everything on it, true, true, And true. then maybe I was having a snack as well, and then a pudding in the evening or something like yeah, that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it was like a full day's worth of actual food, yeah. And I, I never saw what I eat in a day is online like that. No, it's usually people only share it when you know this is how you look like me or yes this is like i'm on a diet it's so how i like you know restrict a bit that's normally the consensus of what i what i eat in a definitely day. you know
0: so food what have you learned about food because oh i feel like god. you've gone through a massive journey yes yeah. so fill us in oh my god
1: so much well oh my god where do i even start i've like i'm so grateful. even now like i went to god i so, i go on tangents don't i uh right back to the question I've learned about how to make a balanced plate. So you need your fats, your carbohydrates, you know, your fiber, your veggies, your protein, all all the things on a normal plate of food. I never knew you were meant to have all of them. I never knew the amount you should have or, like, the quarter and the half of the plate. You know, I never knew any of that. So that was really pivotal. Um, And also I learned about the nutritional benefits of food, you know, Mm. why things are necessary, why you need them, your hunger cues. I learned about... But for me, it was also learning about what's normal. Um, And I know, like... Even my, like, um, what do you call it? Not therapist, psychiatrist would be like, well, there's no such thing as normal. I'm like, okay, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, what's normal? Yeah. Like on a Sunday, you know, having croissant or something like that with your family? Oh no, you've had one croissant? you're still really hungry you can have another one you know what I mean and I you would think like oh you could never do that you know what I mean and it was my dietitian. was like no like and they, my dietitians would tell me stories from their life and their family and it was being able to re-experience it through their stories and take that as my baseline knowledge and how to base my food off what they were telling me does that make sense I don't know
0: and did you learn to cook
1: I did In a different way? I did. I learned to cook with all the ingredients. It wasn't just for dieting. It was for balance, you know? Definitely,
0: so. definitely. And I know you mentioned a bit about your relationship with your mum, which you don't often talk about, mm-hmm. so we're not going to dwell on it, but do you think that your recovery and process of eating has affected the way she eats all? I was very... Um, I think I was a bit...
1: I don't know the word, but I was upset at one point because it doesn't, it hasn't. I don't now. Um, because I would read stories online about daughters and their mothers when their daughter was recovering from anorexia or something then the mum would sort of realise that she had an issue and they would recover they would be she would be very supportive and not that my mum my mum was very supportive but they would sort of go through it a little bit together in a way Mm. not that I wanted to go through it with her but um, hoping that maybe she would improve her relationship with food, not just for me, but also for my younger sister. Yeah. And she never did. And I think that was when I realised, yeah, okay, you know, some people are stuck in their ways and they're never going to change and that's just how she is. Yeah. Um, but she's only harming herself, you know? Yeah, of course. So.
0: And what about your sister? Did your um, eating disorder affect her? Oh, God. And has your recovery affected her?
1: Well, just, well, my eating disorder, she never knew at first until it was, like, diagnosed. Um. And it never affected her so much. She was more scared for me. She was very nervous for me. She's she's an anxious little bean um, because my mum was very ill at one point in her life. So, you know, she was just more worried about my health, you know. Mm -hmm. Days when I wouldn't come downstairs to eat, she'd be really anxious and I feel really bad. But it's a very... Any mental illness is very selfish, you know. I wasn't thinking about her. But my recovery, 100%, has changed her. I mean, in my life... You know, she's a teenager. She's going to go through body struggles. And I hope she never develops an eating disorder, you know. There's only so much you can do. But 100%, like... And I, I knew that when I was getting treatment. I was like, I know this is going to be so helpful for her because my parents aren't going to say entirely inappropriate things to her. They still do sometimes. And she gets very angry because it triggers her. Because she's mm. like, I've seen what my sister's gone through. Why the fuck are you saying that? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know. Um, but the other day, she sent me a video. <laughs> I don't know if she'd let me say this. Go on. But she, she was like in her sports bra. She was like changing after coming back from the gym. She sent me a, a video of a text. Like, Olivia, look, what I just noticed on me, I've
0: got a back roll. And you're right, it it is so cute. It's really pretty. I really like it. I was like, oh, see? I mean, amazing. Like, again, all your content around back rolls and stuff. Like, people would never look at it as cute before. Yeah, but the thing
1: is, also, I had a backlash on one of the videos. Because for me, I've been insecure about every single feature on my body. Like, every single one. I'm not even joking. But one thing I never had... Uh, until I actually gained weight was back rolls and back rolls when I saw in other people like everyone like my friends who were curvy had them so I just created it with being curvy and I always wanted to be like extra skinny but curvy I mean because the expectations of women like what the fuck Yeah. Um, and I made the video and for the most part, um, about how backgrounds I thought was super, really pretty, you know, and, like, Renaissance paintings and, like, very feminine and, like, curvy. Uh, for the most part, the response was so lovely. Like, people really liked that video. Um, and I had no idea that was going to be the case. But there was someone who said, like, oh, my God, you're so fake. No way you ever liked that. And I, I was really upset by that comment because I was like, the fuck?
0: Like, let me have one thing I'm not insecure about, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It is funny about the expectation of women because it is true yeah. we're expected to have these amazing boobs and bum and then be, like... Really, really thin everywhere else. Like, it's like super skinny. Sorry, this doesn't exist. Like yeah, like it's exist. fat, honey. Right? It's yeah. literally made of fat, you know? Yeah, and so. also when you eat, you don't say, Hey potato, can you go and sit here? Like yeah. <laughs> come to my boobs. Come yeah. to girls. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. No. Yeah. So going back to food again, mm-hmm. do you as a family, do you sit down and have family meals? Or is it very much I'm intrigued about the process yes. of that? Because yes, yes, we do. love family meals. Okay, fine. So holidays
1: like, is hugely based around family meals which I actually hate because I've got ADHD so I don't like sitting down and we're not the most chatty family I guess so I'm like sitting there like in silence eating I'm like oh i got to get up and go somewhere (laughs) you know but no we we have dinner together normally on if we're all at home we have dinner together Um, so we do eat together and so even now I can see what family members eat but I don't really pay attention so much but I will be aware of my mum you know avoiding the carbohydrates usually or something and I've gone up with being like I've got I've given up with saying do you not want to make that plate of food balance
0: you know? right like, yeah where's
1: your carbohydrate you know because then she'll put like the tiniest bit on and I think that just, just it's just that's yeah. kind of frustrating I'm like okay I'm okay. a mouthful of potatoes Go <laughs> on
0: you know and what about your dad
1: my dad so my dad was um my dad loves food he's 100% mm. a foodie but he's still got his own ideas about food but it's different to my mother um, but he grew up a bit of a chubby kid and then lost loads of weight and I've told him now like you did it in a bad way like he intensely dieted and then exercised like loads um, so he's also obvious of his body and he'll always go like to his belly oh this doesn't need to be here. <laughs> and you know, he's a very slim man you know yeah, so that's yeah, his yeah. own ideas about his own body and weight you okay know?
0: yeah no definitely definitely so, what's your diet like now? Like, I hate the D word. What food no, do but you eat? Now? I don't my
1: diet because to me now I think of what's your diet like. I think of it, your diet yeah. of what you eating on a
0: daily basis. I, that's, that's what it means. Like yeah. That's the definition of it. Yeah. But I always when I say it, I'm always like, oh, people are going to think like, no, what I don't I eat mean, one at the moment. Like, that's I know the, not what I mean. No, I mean 100%. like, what is your like? Cause for example, I'm plant based. For yes. example, so what's yeah. your diet like? What's your What's your favourite meal? What's Yeah, talk about okay. your...
1: Well, if you ever... Oh, what I even did is I would always eat a, a smoked salmon sandwich, so I'm, I love that for lunch. But I am pescatarian. Yes, and what but, was the reason behind that? Okay, so, interesting, you know, do you remember Freely, the banana girl? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe you don't know
0: who that is. Why don't I know? I'm going to have to, have to <gasps> Okay, have so it
1: was when I was really young. It was actually before vegan was a huge trend. And I went vegan, uh, largely to do with actually all to do with just diet to be honest but then I did get very brainwashed and not brainwashed but I don't know the word for it you're
0: researching more learning more yeah
1: oh I do believe in some of this yes I believe in it very heavily like (laughs) my whole not my whole family but my mum will deny it but you know Maybe I phrased it wrong, but I remember crying my eyeballs out, being like, I want to go vegan, and explaining it to my family, like, cows are being raped,
0: you know? (laughs) And my, whole family just laughed at me, and were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, God, people do react in a crazy way. My brother's still like to me, what are you doing? Like, why? And I'm like, you just don't understand. So now, for easeability,
1: that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, (laughs) what I can eat. I'm pescatarian, Um, but recently I've been eating ham and stuff, which... Because it tastes nice and it's at home. Sometimes we just have ham or something. We don't have like a, mm-hmm. a protein for me to eat. So I'm, like, I'm just gonna have ham. But also because there's a really disconnection between what I'm eating and the meat. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but I don't like eating like I've never liked red meat. I've never liked hamburgers. I've never liked steak. Like it tastes like feet to me. Yeah, I really does. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but, like, I love pigs. I don't want to eat pigs. No. So it's, like, an internal battle. But um, it's also at the point where I'm, like, because I'm so strong in my recovery, do I really want to be pescatarian or is it for diet reasons? And I've realised, like, I've just done it for so long now. It's not for diet reasons because um, I'm not afraid anymore. But, like, I do realise I like salami, salami and ham.
0: Yeah. And I but think, it goes against
1: my beliefs at the same time.
0: I think I've had someone else on the podcast talking about this because they were, like, I stopped being plant-based because I didn't want to restrict myself because I realized mm-hmm. that it was a restriction and that yes, that might that trigger was. me again. Yeah. But then she was like, but then I came to terms with the fact that actually I do really believe in the plant-based diet and I do really yeah. believe in it. So I've had to kind of reteach myself the mm-hmm. why and I was like, I can, I get that.
1: Yeah. Well, in recovery, I don't even think I was allowed to be vegan. They don't let you be
0: vegan. Okay. Understand. Because
1: it's a lot, it, it's heavily used for people who have eating disorders as a way to restrict. Fine. It's just like people go like gluten-free and all this stuff. Yeah. And half people don't actually know what gluten is. It's, it's a protein.
0: I know. It's, you know. Oh, it makes me so sad. Yeah. It's wild. It's so wild. Yeah. So if you could talk to younger Olivia now at 18 years old, what would you tell her?
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to tell her. First of all, you're going to grow a pair of boobs. I was flat chested my whole life. Really? Really. I didn't grow boobs for like the last year, two years. Even mm. when I went to uni, I, got, I saw pictures the other day, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> on my phone. I was like, wow, like I had just a nipple, you know? <laughs> they looked great, but like I always wanted boobs. Yeah. And now I finally have them. So I was like, you're going to grow boobs. Um, you're going to have the relationship with food you've always wanted. Yeah. Because I always wanted to... One day, be able to go on dates and have a family. And I, my whole life, my biggest goal is to be a mum. And I want to be able to be a mum and be a positive role model and and be able to bake cu- cupcakes with my kids and be able to eat the cupcake. Or maybe my kid will go into a huge baking phase, because I did when I was younger, and they'll make something and I'll be able to try it and be like, mm, that's really good, you yeah. know, that's well um I want my life to not be dictated by restriction of food, because my whole life sort of has been yeah and um, so wow you're gonna have a relationship with food you want you're gonna grow boobs and you're gonna be a little thicker than you ever thought and that's okay it's gonna be okay and those dimples on the back of your bum do you know what they're not gonna be your biggest insecurity soon
0: you know i love so. them so much it's so true and i feel like the weird thing is if you told younger olivia that she'd be like i'd be scared you'd probably be like I don't believe you, yeah. I'd also be a bit like,
1: don't let yourself go because I also have
0: that mentality, you know. Yeah, okay, don't let's not get to that. Let's not get to that. Is that yeah. what I want? Is that what Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's a massive process, and mm. like everything happens for a reason, like, yes you had a dark time but maybe you yeah. needed that to get yes. to this place yeah I'd be
1: like yin and yang I, I, in my life when I was younger a lot of bad things happened in a clump you know the good times coming. you know what I mean like I think it all
0: evens out at least I have to tell myself that so. 100% <laughs> well I think what you're doing now is amazing like, so positive positive honestly i really i'm gonna put up some pictures <laughs> on this clip that i'll put out to show people the kind oh, of stuff that you, you. do because i think it is amazing thank so you. we always finish with the same question mm. which is back to food again obviously we're mm. all obsessed mm. which is what is your last meal it's hard one starter main course and dessert
1: oh my last meal so my last meal starter, main course and dessert oh my god people listening and be like the fuck is wrong with this girl because i'm gonna choose basic foods
0: go on okay meal. do it.
1: starter i really don't know what i, I know what i choose for main course okay A smoked sandwich for
0: Maine. For Maine. (laughs) I love that. Like, that is just my favourite food. What bread? I need the details. Okay,
1: actually, right now, I found my... And I'm like, I can't live my life like this. But I found the perfect combination. Okay. So, it doesn't matter what bread. It can be a bagel or it can be, like, seeded bread. Yeah. Okay? And I put butter on. Yeah. I used to always do cream cheese, but... Ooh, that scared me. That's okay.
0: I'll (laughs) keep going.
1: (laughs) Okay, it'd be a bagel or bread. doesn't matter. Okay. Seeded bread. Not poina, because it's a bit too... Yes You know hard And crispy Um butter I used to always do cream cheese But at the moment I'm like I always change it up A tiny bit Okay And then Okay this is a smoked salmon That I'm loving at the moment Uh it's the one from Waitrose I love it (laughs) That one's really good for sandwiches Just trust me okay So put that one in And then put lettuce Mm Mm-hmm. And then put another piece of sandwich on top of it. You know what I mean? Yes. Perfect. That is just, oh my God.
0: Heaven. That is my makeup. Do you have any lemon with that?
1: No, I don't like lemon on it. Oh, wow. Okay. So no, I do pepper? like, eat, no. Okay. Salt. No, I do put a bit of salt. Salt. Not a salt. God, I, I do sometimes like quite bland foods. I don't know what's wrong with me.
0: Okay, well, that's okay. But oh, I'm, like, I, I'm a very
1: adventurous person with food. Like, I'll try anything apart from spice. Okay, you're not a spicy girl. No. That's fine. But, like, my favourite food's always kind of basic. And then for pudding, it'll have to be something chocolatey. I love chocolate.
0: I need more details. What are we going okay. for? Are we going
1: for, like, a goo, melt-in-the-middle chocolate pot? Maybe, oh God, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, God, I'll, if it's my last meal, I'll, I'll choose something really decadent, you know? Yeah. But milk chocolate
0: flavoured. Milk chocolate, like, fondue or something? No.
1: It will no. be, like, oh, God, some sort of cake or chocolate mousse. Okay. But, like, a big slab. If it's my last meal, I want a big slab oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, Massive, yeah. and I want different layers in there, different yes. textures, yes. different richness, like mousses and sponges. Yeah, I want the whole thing really good. I That's love it. No and the starter, we still haven't got the, oh, yeah, the starter. Oh yeah, because the starter, my god, I can't think it of It can anything. even be like a packet of crisps. No, well, it wouldn't actually. It would be. Oh my God, I have to have some sort of pasta dish. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know that that's like, maybe I'll have the smoked salmon sandwich for starter. Yes. And then okay. the main course It's my last meal. Oh my God, why am I thinking of it in terms of that? Then I would have like a big pasta dish maybe. I don't really know. Yeah, but yeah.
0: I love it. I mean, very easily pleased with that. I mean, I could whip that up for you any yeah, yeah, easily pleased. Really, <laughs> I am. I love that. <laughs> Olivia, thank you so thank much you for so coming much. on. It's been amazing to talk to you about your journey you. and you will inspire so many other girls. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. This has gone by so quickly as I well. know, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. Wow, what an episode. I would love for as many girls as possible to hear this episode as I really think there are so many lessons to take away from this and i really hope this helps people's relationship with food in order to spread the word of this episode please follow or subscribe and share it with someone who needs to hear it thank you so much again and see you next week